Hey guys, so before we start the show, I want to let you know that um, this week we need to put the her in when her. <laughs> yeah, we do. There is a fun Facebook poll happening right now. It's on a page called, are you ready? Seven years of prosperous memes from Pharaoh's dreams. It's a podcast battle royale and we need your guys' vote. We've won the last three rounds. If we win this round, we are going up against my dad. I don't know. Or apology well, radio. We'll see. We're going to find out. Um, so we need you guys' votes. Go to Facebook. Vote for us. Yeah, I want you guys, um, you cannot forget. Don't forget. To vote. Yeah. Um, this is really important. <laughs> Most things I would say on the internet are not your business, but. This is your business. This is your business. Make it your business. Um, so we're going to be going up against White Horse Inn. And, uh, That's right. And as much as we respect White Horse Inn. We do. You need to vote for us. <laughs> well, that's the point, I guess. <laughs> that's the point. Like, we does Christian you. hospitality extend to like, well, you should just vote for the other. Um, no, no, but anyway. It's a game. Uh, this is going to seem crazy, but if you think of James White or horses or inns, yes. I want you to remember. Or chess. To vote for us. <laughs> <laughs> or chess. There are white horses in that game. <laughs> and on with the show. Have you had your soup today? The cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. pounds, Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in representation. Oh, golly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My name. You know, sometimes you like catch me off guard. <laughs> Like, I'll be, like, doing something, or I'll be like, oh, dang it, we're going, and I don't have a compliment. <laughs> and so I'm just like, uh-huh, yeah, listening. And then all of a sudden I hear it, and I'm like, oh, she got me. <laughs> I'm just so excited I made it through the word before. <sighs> Representation. Here we are. Hi. Representation. <laughs> Representation. Actually, more of a he, unfortunately. Uh, well, the patriarchy. Yeah, <laughs> co-opting all of our all of it made-up <laughs> phonetic <laughs> words. <laughs> it's a problem. Okay. <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And the thing you need to know about Joy is that if she was represented in any recent book or film, it would be. Matilda. <laughs> oh. Um boom. That's a good thing. I did it. Thing. It that is a good, good thing. I know. I was just it came to me like that. I mean, Matilda. I wrote it down a couple days ago cuz I thought about it like that. Metatron had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but it did come out of nowhere. I was like, "Matilda, that's joy." Matilda is a special. She was awesome. Um Smart. a good book and a, surpri- a good surprisingly film good adaptation. movie. Yeah, I know, mm-hmm. I know. So, um, yeah, well, that's, right. that's your representation. I am Joy, and the thing you need to know about Summer 
is that I don't think I can't think of anyone that could represent her. I was trying because I went. I was trying to think of a, of something, and I was. Uh, I went like a similar route as you. Yeah, I was like, who would play Summer in the movie of her life or whatever? Mm. And I just don't know that that person exists. Uh-huh. Idris Elba. <laughs> when in doubt, go with Idris Elba. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> Can I choose? Can I nominate? I just feel like that's someone that you'd be like, you would let play you. I would. Like, your agent would be like, okay, who are our options? Because Summer, you'd be like, no. No. Not anyone is, like, not just anyone is going to play me. And you'd give a list of five people. Mm -hmm. And as ridiculous as it sounds, he would be on there. Idris Elba. You'd be like, I'll give it to him. There he is. Yeah. Um, I have a really, now that I'm kind of laughy. I have a really funny... I, I need you to do something. Okay. Okay. So, as you know, I was driving a truck mm-hmm. <laughs> listening to country music, and it was more fun than Disneyland. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was listening to the classic country song, Every Light in the House is On. <laughs> have you heard it? <laughs> no. What? Maybe I have. You've never heard Every Light in the House is On? Is that like a dad nightmare song? There you go. I'm just going to play it. Sorry, Carmen. I took your every word to heart. You don't know this song? Here it comes. Are you ready? Are you ready? And just to show how much I really miss you. You're not ready for this. Every light in the house is on the backyard. Seriously, you never heard that song? No. Okay. Well, anyway, in the music video, which is somehow like it just takes the ridiculousness of the song and like multiplies it by one million. But this guy with a silly mustache and a long ponytail is standing in a hallway in this like long coat jacket. And when that like beat drops in the chorus, he starts doing this like dance in the hallway. Is this a serious song? See what I'm imagining in the music video is like an angry dad walking around the house <laughs> ranting about how every light in the house is on <laughs> and how the fridge door is open. Okay. When we're done recording, I'm going to show you this video because it is seriously Is it the singer? It's the singer. And he's he's like dancing in the hallway. I don't know. I just remember I was really having like a hard day one time or something and my husband knew <laughs> that <laughs> But that video makes me laugh hysterically. So, is like, every, so every light in the house is on means like... The backyard's bright I'm as the crack so, of dawn. I'm the, so awake because I'm distraught that I just can't go to sleep and I'm just... It goes, every light in the house is on. The backyard's bright as the crack of dawn. The front walk looks like runway lights. It's kind of like noon in the dead of night. Every light in the house is on just in case you ever do get tired of being gone. Every light in the house is on. So like, oh, you know... okay. It's like trick-or-treating, like when the houses are off. No. So when the lights are off, when the lights are no, off, you like, know not to go to that house. Like but if she, they're on, she, left him. she knows like, oh, he's there. He's so codependent that he's like, I'm going to run my electricity bill up through the roof to show you how much I love you. Maybe, she, maybe the real story is she broke up with him because he never turned any lights on. She was like, I'm tired of living in the dark. I can't read my candle anymore. <laughs> You live in a mansion. 
Okay, but the point is, there's this one part in the music he video. He gave her a box of matches for her birthday, <laughs> and she was like, that's it. I need electricity. Right. So, um, I don't know. I just, I thought he about this. like, the... you're right, babe. Every light in the house is on now. <laughs> we, I run it all the time. The front walk looks like runway lights and it, it, the video is so ridiculous and hysterical and he does this very earnest weird dance in the beginning when he starts singing that just it makes me cry tears of laughter and I, I don't remember why but my husband just like turned it on one day because he knew it would make me laugh uh-huh. and uh, there I was just like crying laughing because it's so it's so sincere I think that's what makes me laugh so yeah. hard is that you really this thing that he did, he, like, really meant it. Right. And I just can't, like, I can't. I really think country music has a lot of gems like that. It's where they just, Yes. Just, it's really great. Like, it's a really weird song to sing to someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe if you just called her, instead of leaving all the lights in your house on... <laughs> I almost spit out my drink. I but did. I'm imagining is like um <sighs> like Christmas vacation. Like all those Christmas lights. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like that bright. Yeah. That's what's in the video. You guys have to go watch it. Just go on YouTube, look up every light in the house is on. Don't like be drinking your beverage while you watch it cuz you will spit it out. It's hysterical. I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I'm going to show this video to you, and I won't be drinking anything, because I'll spit it out. Anyway, I don't know why I just told you about that. I thought about it this morning. I meant to tell you. I forgot. <laughs> okay. We usually have things that we want to tell each other, but... That I think of it. The and light bulb turns on. Every, every light every in light bulb. Summer's house is on. <laughs> I feel like there's so many country songs where I do, I've done that. Like I don't listen to country a lot, but every once in a while, like if I, places I've worked, retail places I've worked or whatever. Right. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like there's a country song that's like talking about two people ending a relationship. And it's like, why, like why put out a fire when it's still burning? And I was like, well, (laughs) I know that's all I can think about a million reasons why you'd put out a fire. Has it engulfed your house? Uh, they're like, they're like oh no! What was that? We're pa- we have passion for each other. I know that's all you need, right, for a healthy relationship that's well adjusted. No fire, destruction. I know what song you're saying, and now I need to know what it is. Yeah, I'm coming over, Chris yeah. Young. It's all about like running every red light. They're like <laughs> rationalizing this horrible, destructive relationship. <laughs> And I'm sorry, not even a relationship. It's kind of a booty call. I'm coming over. Yeah, it is. And then it's like, oh, why, no. like why stop a far- fire when it's still burning? And it's like, well... Because it might be killing is it someone. Is a car fire? <laughs> stop the fire. Is this a real question? <laughs> There's plenty of reasons to put out a fire. Okay. Well, anyway. Hi, guys. That was the country corner. That was our joy country in summer. corner. It kind of had a little something to do with what we're talking about kind of um what are we talking about oh yeah (laughs) we're talking about fire today guys blaze hunter is on his way (laughs) 
<laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So that's the thing is when you have a last name like Hunter, the pressure is on to like it's do something interesting yeah. with it. Well, it's hard. I, it's hard to pick that name. Well, your child's being born into the right family. I, I saw that video of Matthew playing with a snake. Oh yeah. <sighs> I just hear Eric you know go, what, re- what is he doing? <laughs> you know what I realized when I saw him catch that snake, I was like, that's really not that bad. Like that he wasn't poisonous. He knew it wasn't poisonous. And this snake didn't have that much of a like striking distance. <sighs> and it was mostly trying to get away. And once he pinned its head, it was like Well, what could it do? Right. I mean, if Matthew <laughs> pinned my head, there was nothing there'd be nothing I could do. The snake has no hope. <laughs> I mean, it knows. But yeah, he was that snake was just crossing the street. Oh, he was pretty though. I can't. I couldn't even watch the video. I didn't touch it because we uh didn't have any like hand sanitizer, and I'm just trying to be you know like mindful of things that eat rodents while you're pregnant. While I'm pregnant, sure. I think it would have been fine to touch the snake, but right. Who knows? There's a I don't okay. <clears throat> anyway, I there's a joke in there somewhere. I don't know where I was going. Um I remembered a joke that I really meant to tell on our Enneagram episode. Okay, tell me. Um I was I at one point wanted wanted to say something about like my husband thinks I'm a ten. <laughs> And it just didn't fit in because it would have been really inappropriate to be like, what number are you? Because of, you know, listen to that episode and you'll know why that would yeah. be. My husband thinks I'm an eight. <laughs> he's he's going to write in. He's going to leave a voicemail now. I do not think that. Anyway. Um, so just I just turn all the lights on. He'll know what I mean. <laughs> Okay. So that uh, is now the international just, sign for I'm sorry. Just turn all the lights, all lights on. on. <laughs> and then stand in your hallway and do weird dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can just see the video. Okay. Um <clears throat> so when we did our episode a couple weeks ago on um social justice in, in films and arts and movies and pop culture, um, afterwards after i posted the episode i messaged joy and i was like we forgot to talk about something really important i know we really we both had agreed to talk about it and then we just didn't right um and that was the idea of representation in film um so you know we talked about the movie us and um you know what's funny is a long time ago this 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 makes me feel old in podcasting years because we were back still on the other side of the studio. Uh-huh. Uh, and you told me uh, we were talking about feminism or something. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And um, you told me about the Bechtel test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, <laughs> no one cares about that. Right. <laughs> it turns out. Oh, yeah. Can you remind us what the Bechtel test is? Um, the Bechtel test is so it's like a litmus test. Like, so a movie or a book can either pass or fail and you need to include it's a certain amount of time or a scene there needs to be at least one scene where two females talk to each other not about a man 
and I think have names. Yes, and well, and that's that's some people go as far to say and they're named. Okay, um, not everyone considers that a part of the back. But now I do. Now I would kind of assume <laughs> that yeah, that's a part of that's a part of what it must be. So we're hearing all the time that, <clears throat> and obviously, for those that. Um, you know, go by the Bechdel test, a, a fail would be not having that. Right. And a pass would be <clears throat> right. having a scene between two females where they're not right. talking about a man and they both have names. Right. So we're told all the time that they're, that we need to see every kind of person always represented in a certain way in art. So <clears throat> the director of Us... Jordan Peele mm-hmm. says that he's always only going to have black stars in his movies. Right. So like main characters have to be black. Right. And that is how he's going to represent black people. Yeah. Um. You know, we're always told you have to have this represented and this represented. And it's an interesting thought for a number of reasons. And it might surprise some. I don't know. Uh, I think when it comes to issues like this, people tend to think very black and white, sometimes pun intended, right. um, in terms of either either you're all for representation or you're all against it. I just don't think that's even the right way to look at it, and I'll explain that. Um, but I experienced this rather personally yeah. <laughs> because um, I experienced the, the helpfulness of having seen something in film, in pop culture to help me understand something in my life. Because when my youngest daughter, January, was born, uh, she was born with a very, very mild cleft lip. Mm-hmm. And it was so mild that at first, that first 12, 18 hours I was in the hospital, none of the doctors or nurses even wanted to tell me or confirm right. that it was because it was so mild. Um, and so what they kept saying to me, it's funny, like the, the pediatrician, the hospital doctor, every healthcare professional I talked to in the 48 hours after she was born... I'm serious. Every single one of them, there had to be seven or eight. They all said to me, do you know who Joaquin Phoenix is? (laughs) Every single one of them. They said that because Joaquin Phoenix is an actor Mm -hmm. who has a mild cleft lip. Right. And unless you're really looking for it, you might not notice it. Right. Um, And so all of them used, and it's funny because I love Joaquin Phoenix. I know he yeah. like went crazy not that long ago, but I before that was just a huge fan. Um and I knew who he was and I I got kind of tired of telling people, "Yes, I know who he is. Yes, yeah. I know. It's a mild cleft lip. I get it." I haven't seen him because of his cleft lip. I've seen him because he's in Because he's a great actor. Right. That's <laughs> why I've seen him because he's a fantastic actor. Um Have you seen his lip though? <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. I wasn't paying attention. Um so that that's just a, a personal example of a time when, I mean, it's not like Joaquin Phoenix goes on camera and he's like, I'm here to represent my cleft right. lip. Um, but and I'm was... sure there even have been times when he didn't really appreciate just being known as the cleft lip guy. Right. You know, like that's just not. So um, 
anyway, so I, I, that's a personal example of how I understand why there are people who they are very, very committed to the idea of representation in media. And I, it's important that people see people represented of all types sure like i have there's a thing i have no stories have all people of all types i have no problem with that you know i i really don't think i I don't have a problem with jordan peele just having black lean actors personally like i he is super i mean he writes his scripts um if the story he's telling has black actors in it and is about it's a story with a black family in it. That's great. great. That's totally fine with me. I'll, that's fine. Like if there's no nudity, well, and if you want to see it, if you want to do it, because I mean, I'm even okay with him saying, well, you know, most people don't envision their their lead actor having dark skin, so I want to have my lead actor have dark skin. I'm right. totally fine with that too. Like creatively if that's what you want to do like right. go for it um yeah. i don't have any problem with that i don't have any problem with um barbie dolls having different skin color i don't right. have any problem with with all of that um i have a problem if um if there's a movie about a man who goes and lives in the woods and becomes best friends with a bear i have a problem with that having to pass the bechdel test <laughs> right right like i have a problem with anyone like i would have a problem with trying to shoehorn Mm -hmm. diversity into a movie about two tigers that live right in the sahara right (laughs) like right the problem with the representation question is the assumption of what diversity is and the assumption of goodness of diversity because here's the deal um, and and the assumption of that we need to see ourselves in media. So right, I would say yeah. the assumption that it's always a good thing is false because I do not believe that we need to see homosexual marriage represented on the screen. Right. That's an assumption that that's something we need to see. And it's not. Um, I mean, I personally, we don't need to see a certain manifestation of a man and a woman being married right i mean <laughs> we don't, we need don't to need see to see that there's the plenty of things of... <laughs> that don't that it's this idea that all representation is good i think is a lie and right you, like, there's it's... plenty of things we choose people generally don't um a lot of people who want to make a successful movie um they don't portray sex in their movies right um because i mean i know that the, well the trend the trends kind of go back and forth but for a long time pg-13 was the most commonly seen rating of movie right and so people would cut things from their movie and decide not to represent it to get that rating because they knew that it would be more profitable right right and then vice versa i mean (laughs) some people have chosen to represent things because they thought it would make them more money but right i just think the idea of representation is not always good there are things that don't need to be represented representation is not always a good thing and so it's like well what's your line if if you think diversity is a great thing well what is diversity because i keep hearing that diversity means different skin colors and different sexual orientations number one i think it's offensive when someone's skin color is equated to someone's sinful sexual orientation um that's a huge problem we have in right. in the idea of human rights but it's like well what are you representing because just because 
I have the same skin color as someone doesn't mean you're representing me. Right. It doesn't mean I see myself in them just because we have the same skin color. I don't identify with every white person. <laughs> There's plenty of white people I don't want to identify with. Right. Um, and they don't represent me. And so it's like the, the idea of diversity is broken because we're not defining it well. We're defining it um, the way our culture wants us to, which is not always a good thing. Um, different skin color, same skin color, that doesn't necessarily actually represent a, a diversity of person or thought or right. belief or nature or anything like that. Well, now, of course, the big, um, one of the big diversities that's being pushed for is um, size. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, in terms of, mm -hmm. I mean, actors, mm -hmm. any, all of that entire industry mm -hmm. is being pressured to show people that aren't just... Mm -hmm. stick thin mm -hmm. um, because people who don't look like that should see themselves right. represented right. instead of just trying to relate to someone that weighs 50 to 100 pounds less than them right. um, and is employed to work out and look good right. in their um, superhero outfit. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, the, but the fundamental issue with that, which I think you could say umbrellas a lot of this, um, it's not, of course, it's a little nuanced here and there, but specifically with the issue of size, the point is, is that the idea of representation in that way is that it is healthy and good to be however you are. Um, and we need um, our we need our role models to to show us that we look to them for our identity and for our value. And if we don't see ourselves there, right, then we won't think that we're valued, right, by what's important, right. Um, we can just go ahead and reject that <laughs> because. Well, certainly, and especially, you know, a lot of parents too, a lot of Christians will fall into it because they're parents and they say, well, I don't want my daughter to think that she needs to be 5'10 and weigh 100 pounds to be beautiful. But you don't teach her that by um, having models that right. are heavier. <clears throat> you don't teach her that by having a 5'6 model. Um that sh her value and worth should not be coming from the pages of a magazine, right? Um, no matter what. And right. in that instance, representation, um, to me, representation in that way, and I'm this might rub some people the wrong way, but it's very unimportant. Yes. Um, you have a completely different issue. If you have your, ch your child attempting to be um, like someone who is airbrushed and completely, almost completely fabricated, right. like on a on a computer screen. Right. Um, your issue is not that you need that person to look more real. You need to have a real conversation about uh, value and identity. And then certainly there is a conversation to be had about health in that, right. because it is it is what you also see. You see on this like a totally other end of the spectrum is you see people that are trying, that are, that would actually tell your kids, if they had the chance, they would tell your kids, you are perfect no matter what you're, no matter who you are. Right. Um, so you right. could be a glutton. Right. And you could be in sin every day. 
right. eating yourself right. to death. Mm-hmm. And you're perfect that way. Right. We do, unfortunately, we can't look to Hollywood. No. Christians can't look to Hollywood for representation. No. We already have representation. Um, and they're not representing stuff that we should be looking at. And they're not representing stuff that we should... I'm not saying don't let your kids watch movies. <laughs> right. What I'm saying is they don't need to see themselves there. Right. And I mean, the, you know, the question becomes... So let's say that Jordan Peele, for the next five years, has this meteoric career and he casts all black men in his leading roles well let's say for some reason you know let's say two of them turned out to like be murderers or something do they still represent black men that's not how it works you're not you're not necessarily represented by someone is that who you want to identify with you know what i mean it's like so if you're choosing to represent black men by these five men that you chose. And then somehow we find out half of them have great moral failings. Did you represent all black men? Right. Like that's, that's the problem with this. You can't look to men, other men to identify yourself with. And I mean that all human beings, like we shouldn't be looking for our value in, in other people representing us. Our value is assigned to us based on the fact that we're made in God's image. And then as Christians, our value is assigned to us because we do have a representative and his name is Jesus Christ. And he is who we're supposed to look like, um, regardless of our gender or our skin color. And so it's like my question, my question about representation isn't necessarily, is it good or is it bad? Right. It's what are you looking to it for? Um, Because it can be helpful and it can be, it can be fine. If that's right. if that's a storyteller's, uh, th- if that's what they see, right for their story, right. Especially, I mean, in terms of, um, you know, you have an idea, like you have an idea of what you're looking for for a certain part, mm-hmm. and then you hire actors to come in on audition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I guess if you're if you've made it really big, you can request a specific person and just right. be like, "That's the person I want," right? <laughs> you know. Come on, Idris Elba. And that's how it works. And <laughs> and that's totally, uh, that's totally fine. Right. But representation for representation's sake doesn't. Isn't the point. It It's not the point. It doesn't make any sense. We um, cannot assign value to ourselves based on what we see in the, the culture. You are not valueless because you're not seeing yourself where you want to see yourself. Right. And if you are attempting to find value in what you can see in yourself in what you can see in the culture like i would feel so much more better about myself if i saw more people like me then you are your own idol and this is already broken right. this right. isn't going to get off the ground it's already broken now i do understand that it might be helpful to yeah. see something reflected in the culture i i get that yeah. because i understood what the doctors were trying to tell me when they all asked me do you know who Joaquin Phoenix is? I get it, but here's the deal. I sincerely, sincerely hope that my daughter never attempts to feel better about herself or her person based on how many people she knows or she sees with a similar lip to hers. Like, that's not where she's gonna get her value. Well, and if she's doing that, you know you need to have a conversation with her about it. Yes. (laughs) Because she's not her her lip. 
Right. <laughs> and also, I love her lips so she much. She has the best lips. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's just adorable. But that's not the point. The point is, I hope that we don't look to movies and to film to assign value to ourselves and to decide how valued and how valuable that we are. And if we're right. doing that, that's a very unbiblical way to go about looking at ourselves and looking at culture. And so we need to be careful how we approach the issue. I think our culture just automatically thinks like, oh, representation is great. And then Christians are like, oh, well, it's the loving, it's kind, it's loving. And it's like, well, where are you going to draw the line, Christian? Because the people who are really pushing the representation thing right now also want you to love when a character on Arthur is a gay right. man marrying another gay man. Right. So what's your line? Right. And why are you drawing it? the way that you're drawing it because yeah representation isn't um largely in our culture now representation is not is it's more it's not as focused on the individual even as we're making it it's more focused on the group so the reason why representation is necessary is that gr every group needs to be represented in what everyone sees so media tends to be something that we all look at mm -hmm. movies, magazines, television Social. shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what we're, what they're looking for is groups being represented. Right. So the issue with the, for the Bechdel test with movies and, and TV shows and magazines or books is that women are not being represented. So it's fine that women be represented. Right. But also in a story about a guy that becomes best friends with a bear, it's right. acceptable to not have female representation. Right. <laughs> right. So there, there is a little more discernment than just group representation. Right. Like that, there needs to be a little bit more thought. Right. That goes into it. Right. Um, and we certainly shouldn't be destroying the meaning of a story. Right. <laughs> and the whole, like the whole uh, timeline of a story. Right. Just to get representation. Right. Just so that people can feel like they matter and have value just because of a way that they are, that they have chosen to I right. like create their identity around. It's bankrupt. Yep. Because yep. they're they will they will be just as yep. lost and feel just as worthless right. whether or not they have representation. Right. Um, that's just that's what we know. If you don't if you don't have Christ as your representative, right, there is no representation that will fix nope. you. Nope. The end. That was yeah. yes. Yes. That was what we needed to say <laughs> in the episode that we meant to talk about this in. Right. Which is probably, we had enough to say to I fill just its think own it's, episode. I mean, I do. I just think it's important because I think Christians in particular are super uh, vulnerable to the representation discussion because we want to be loving, because we believe 
in a singular race of humanity because we're commanded to love are being represented so well yeah in mainstream media <laughs> she just put her finger like her finger on her chin and like leaned and had like a pose and it's so true but i think we're i do i just see um christians not thinking super critically media representation about this. is not it's also not like it's not necessarily truth right oh i mean i mean my point exactly right like you i would venture to say that the people who are listening to this podcast Uh would would see christians portrayed in media and be like that's not me at all like that's like a laughable caricature right um of me what someone thinks a christian is like right um yeah and so representation like it's really it's really very meaningless unless you have the right right and it it depends on categories of humanity that you have to reject because i don't believe there's there's a a reason why women aren't fighting for representation in serial killers (laughs) right like right right and it's like we're happy to let men take that one Right, right. Men make up most serial killers. That's just what it is. But also, and no one's like, "Come on, right. guys, I ladies." Right. But we should reject the idea that you know, oh, all all this kind of person is this way. All right. men are like this. All women are like this. All black people are like this. All white people are like this. Like that is something that Christians shouldn't be thinking that way. Right. So right off the bat, the concept of representation as the world sees it is just something that we shouldn't even care about right. it's just dumb yeah. and it's based on a faulty worldview and and i, I um, hope that you guys have a great week <laughs> <laughs> you can call us at 470-465-0475 tell us how we're wrong tell us how we're right um you can get early released episodes and other patreon only content patreon.com slash sheologians i recommend that all of you listen to trace adkins Every light in the house is on this week. <laughs> and laugh along with us. Have a good week. Just in case you ever do get tired.